Today we celebrate the great feast of Pentecost. Pentecost means 50. And that has significance both for the Old Testament and the New. In the Old Testament, there was a feast of Pentecost 50 days after the Israelites left captivity in Egypt, the Passover. And what happened on that 50th day after they left Egypt? They arrived at Mount Sinai. In the midst of a great theophany of fire, storm, and wind, the Lord came down on Mount Sinai in the form of the law, the Ten Commandments. So that was a great gift that brought order into that community of Israel. It was a tremendous gift of God's revelation. So that was the Old Testament feast of Pentecost. Now in the New Testament, 50 days after our escape from captivity to death and sin in the resurrection, we have Pentecost, where in the midst of this great theophany that we heard about in the first reading from Acts chapter 2, wind and flame, the Holy Spirit rushed upon the disciples and the church was born. And a great gift was conferred because the Holy Spirit brought the new covenant, not the old, written on stone tablets, but the new law written in our hearts by the Holy Spirit as prophesied by Ezekiel. So that's the background or context for this great feast. The question is, what does it mean for us today personally in our lives? The answer is found in the Pentecost sequence. In that sequence, which is in your missalettes, and you can Google it online, it's a tremendously beautiful ancient prayer of the church, the Vene Sancti Spiritu, or Come Holy Spirit, this great plea that the Holy Spirit come upon us into our hearts, into our souls. But if you read that sequence carefully, and this is a prayer we can pray every day, not just in Pentecost, but the whole year, there are a number of great benefits to having the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. I just want to go through a few. So the first, right in that sequence as it begins, is the gift of consolation. And we need that because life can get challenging at times, confusing. The culture around us, the church, our own hearts can be in turmoil and we can really feel ill and despondent. And that's when we need to sit quietly and ask the Holy Spirit to give us that consolation. So here's the verse from the sequence. Of consolers wisest best and our soul's most welcome guest, sweet refreshment sweet repose, consolation in our woes. Notice the benefit. When we pray for the Holy Spirit, in the midst of conflict and uncertainty, we experience sweet refreshment, sweet repose. And that's a great, beautiful gift. After that prayer to the Holy Spirit, we come away refreshed, peaceful, ready to take on life again and not fall into a deeper kind of depression. Great gift. Secondly, life to the full is the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
When the Spirit dwells within us, it brings us to greater, deeper, richer, fruitful life. And as St. Irenaeus said, the glory of God is a person fully alive. So here's the verse. Light most blessed shine with grace in our heart's most secret place. Fill your faithful through and through. Life without your presence here, life itself would disappear. Nothing thrives apart from you. So again, this great gift of life, life in the spirit. St. Paul talks about that in his letter to the Galatians where he says there's basically two paths we can take. One is called life in the flesh. And that's when a person would concentrate more on the things of this world, like riches and power and pleasure and esteem, all those surface things that really bring us no fulfillment and lead us to ever greater degrees of addiction, or life in the spirit. And the fruits of the spirit, as St. Paul says, are light, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, long-suffering, purity of heart. And those are the great joys, the fruits of the Spirit. That's life. The third benefit, the Holy Spirit will convict us of sin. Gently, but truly. And sometimes that's needed. When you go to a doctor, the best doctor will diagnose the sickness or the cancer in you. The doctor who's negligent will say, you're fine, go home. And then, of course, cancer spreads and it's too late. The Holy Spirit is a good doctor. And the Holy Spirit will tell us and actually try to lead us away from sin. So we get this voice saying, don't do that, but do this. And then, of course, once we do that, we're not supposed to, the Holy Spirit will then urge us to go to the sacrament of reconciliation and receive that great forgiveness. So here's the verse. Cleanse our soiled hearts of sin, arid souls refreshed within. Wounded lives to health restore, guide our wayward home once more. The last benefit, and I'll close with this, the Holy Spirit, once within us, increases our faith. No more doubts when the Holy Spirit is alive and active in our hearts. Here's the verse, but it really spells it out. On the faithful who are true and profess their faith in you, in your sevenfold gift, descend. Give us your salvation, Lord. Give us joys that never end. Notice the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit pours into our hearts, certainly in confirmation, and we remember those gifts. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, fear of the Lord. But that helps us to believe and then to act on our faith. And that brings us to salvation, which is, of course, joys that never end. So with that, I really encourage you, invite you, to make this prayer, this Pentecost sequence, sometimes called the golden sequence, part of your daily prayer. And ask the Holy Spirit, in these very words, to come into your heart. Then Pentecost becomes not just a feast on this particular Sunday, but every day 